Hello, hello to all my readers and listeners. This is Karen Hunt, a.k.a. K.H. Majek with a new essay for you on this lovely 4th of July. I wish you all a happy, safe, and uh, fun 4th of July with your families and your friends. I've been working on this all morning and uh, very eager to get it out to you now. Before I do that, I would just like to remind everyone that Break Free with Karen Hunt is a reader and listener-supported publication. To receive new posts and support my work, please become a free or especially a paid subscriber. One-time and recurring donations can also be made at Coffee. All right, this is called No, Bill Gates Didn't Fund Genetically Altered Mosquitoes to Stop Malaria. It's Far Worse Than That. With tears and toiling breath, I find thy cunning seeds, O million murdering death. And that's a quote from Ronald Ross, written in August 1897, following his discovery of malaria parasites in anopheline mosquitoes. Happy 4th of July, but watch out, there's a new disease coming to your barbecue location. And I have a picture there of uh, that shows a genetically modified uh, mosquito. Yes, if you've been reading the news lately, you know this has happened already. In 2022, the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, approved releasing more than 2 billion genetically altered male mosquitoes in Florida and California following a pilot program in the Florida Keys, dating back to 2020. And now it is all over the news that Americans are contracting malaria in the U.S. for the first time in 20 years. Here's how you can protect yourself from the deadly disease this 4th of July, one article tells you. How many cases of malaria are we talking about? That would be four in Florida and one in Texas. Okay, that's not a lot, but still, for the first time in 20 years? And that's when social media got flooded with Bill Gates' conspiracy theories. Didn't Bill Gates fund the company that released those genetically altered mosquitoes way back when no one was getting malaria, and now people are? People jumped to that conclusion. I confess I did too for a minute. And when we get it wrong, the MSM has a field day pointing it out. Discrepancies can be blown out of proportion to take away from the larger, more alarming issues that are then being ignored. It's an insidious way of conditioning people into accepting lies as inconsequential if the lies support a cause or a belief system that they believe is of more importance. If you Google Bill Gates in connection with this or ask ChatGPT, you will find article after article debunking these mosquitoes being used to eradicate malaria, like this one in Forbes. Malaria cases in U.S. trigger unfounded claims about Bill Gates' mosquito project. And I quote from the article, This news also opened the gates in another way, allowing a flood of even more conspiracy theories about billionaire philanthropist Bill Gates to be spread across social media. This included claims that Gates was somehow responsible for these new malaria cases via a project that has released genetically modified modified mosquitoes in the U.S. However, such claims really provided zero, with a bunch of Zs, supporting evidence and in fact detracted from what's really happened. End of quote. There's no link whatsoever between the Gates-funded mosquitoes and the malaria outbreak. That's because the genetically altered mosquitoes are for other diseases, like Zika. 
Remember the Zika pandemic of 2015 that pretty much fizzled out? Only we are now being told it may be one step away from explosive outbreak. The facts didn't matter. The link between Gates and these mosquitoes was too good to ignore. Social media influencers took off with it. Liz Churchill, who proudly calls herself a conspiracy theorist on her Twitter profile, tweeted this to her 269.5 thousand Twitter followers. It must be a coincidence that from 20. 2003 to 2023, there wasn't one case of malaria spread by mosquitoes. And along comes a company funded by Bill Gates to solve a problem that didn't exist. And suddenly, in the exact places where he releases mosquitoes, there is an outbreak of malaria tantalizing. The tweet garnered 60.1 thousand likes with all sorts of memes in the comments like this one. And I have a picture there of a mosquito with Bill Gates face on it. Um, and the mosquito like tentacles or whatever are holding onto a vaccine plunging into, I don't know, an arm. It's easy to hop on board, especially when alternative media pushes you into murky information waters like this time and time again. You have to be wary of all media sources, keeping in mind that conservatives have purposely been lured away from MSM towards social media sites that align with their beliefs so that they can more easily be manipulated. Conservatives love the new Twitter under Elon Musk. If they didn't, he wouldn't have been able to corral so many influential ones and their followers into its echo chamber, would he? So let's get the mosquito story straight and use it as a warning to be extra vigilant. We are now we are being influenced to relegate truth to some unobtainable, pie-in-the-sky, impractical, out-of-date, da- downright dangerous and cultish concept. A story no longer needs to be accurate to be true. If the spirit of the article speaks to you, who cares if the details are iffy? Don't allow yourself to be wooed down this slippery slope. It's tempting to only listen to what you want to hear. It's easy too, because your ears and your eyes are being tickled every waking moment. The more you passively eat what you are being fed, the more the algorithms will feed it to you. After a while, truth isn't something you search for anymore. It's not like those long gone days when we went to the library and had to look for books and stack them up and read them if we wanted to learn about anything. It was hard work or that was hard work. You might think <clears throat> you might think you're you are in the know, but that's only because everything you ingest reinforces a comfortable feeling inside of you. There is no more argument from dissenters. You are surrounded by people who think the same. Anything that makes you feel uncomfortable, you are being conditioned to identify as false or disinformation. Both sides now use this term to attack each other. So when someone on social media says Bill Gates funded genetically modified mosquitoes to fight malaria, you immediately agree because this is exactly the sort of thing a monster like Bill Gates does. Even if you find out that the genetically modified mosquitoes released by a company called Oxitec, and yes, funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, are not the kind that transmit malaria, who cares? Gates is a monster and he does stuff like this. Maybe not this exactly, but stuff like it. The thing is, it isn't true. And more than anything else right now, truth matters. You should be a stickler for truth simply for that reason alone. 
Also, because the truth is so often worse than the lie that everyone is focused on. According to AP News Fact Check, OxyTech's work in the U.S. has involved releasing genetically modified male Aedes aegypti mosquitoes in the Florida Keys with the purpose of combating insect-borne diseases such as dung fever and the Zika virus. The intent is to have the modified mosquitoes mate with female mosquitoes and pass on a genetic change in a protein that would render any female offspring unable to survive, thus reducing the population of the insects that transmit disease. Here's why the facts are worse than the misinformation spread by people like Churchill. Number one, they focus on the false assumption that these mosquitoes have been gen genetically altered to fight malaria when it's multiple <laughs> diseases, including dung fever, yellow fever, and Zika. Two, they focus on the bogeyman Bill Gates instead of what is actually happening. Instead, we should be asking the question, if they kill off one type of mosquito, no matter if it's for malaria or Zika or whatever, doesn't that upset the balance of nature and cause other types of mosquitoes to thrive? Perhaps malaria-carrying mosquitoes will now multiply. Perhaps other insects will have less competition for food sources that, now that the disease-carrying mosquitoes are dead, and they will thrive and cause even worse problems. Another question is where exactly will this genetic modification craze take us in the future? We have absolutely no idea what we are messing with when we start artificially tinkering with the genetics of insects, animals, plants, people, a few megalomaniacs have newfound ways to play God and think they know better, is not only absurd, but dangerous and should be stopped. I mean, look at this. And there's an article that I quote, a Bill Gates venture aims to spray dust into the atmosphere to block the sun. Bill Gates is financially backing the development of sun dimming technology that would potentially reflect sunlight out of Earth's atmosphere, triggering a global cooling effect. The Stratospheric Controlled Perturbation Experiment, can you believe that name? Launched by Harvard University scientists, aims to examine the solution by spraying non-toxic, of course it's always non-toxic, calcium carbonate dust into the atmosphere, a sun-reflecting aerosol that may offset the effects of global warming. May offset the, the effects. Opponents believe such science comes with unpredictable risks, including extreme shifts in weather patterns not dissimilar to warming trends we are already witnessing. And now, instead of stopping this runaway train and without knowing the consequences of our actions once again, the U.S. is poised to release 2.4 billion genetically modified male mosquitoes through the year 2024 to battle deadly diseases. Opponents have raised questions about the modified mosquito's interaction with tetracycline, an antibiotic used in agriculture, which can be found in wastewater and works as an antidote, enabling female mosquitoes to develop. They fear the complicated interplay could lead to hybrid mosquitoes that are even more difficult to control. Don't worry, though. Not a single female mosquito will survive because, you know, things like that never happen. And anyway, even if they did, genetically engineered mosquitoes aren't being released near wastewater treatment facilities or commercial citrus, apple, pear, nectarine, peach growing areas or commercial cattle, poultry, and pig livestock producers or other places where mosquitoes thrive and they use this uh, and they use tetracycline. I mean, how would these mosquitoes ever get to places like that? 
It's not like they fly, nor do they hitch rides on vehicles or on people or animals. You get the idea. Looking back at 100 years of promises to eradicate malaria in Africa, and what do we have for it? Just a bunch of billionaires like Bill Gates growing ever bolder as they inch closer to death themselves in their plan to experiment on people everywhere. Nobody gave consent for them to do so, which brings to mind the thought that no one in Florida got to vote on whether or not they wanted genetically modified mosquitoes in their neighborhood. Will we get to vote on whether or not the sun is dimmed? Somehow, I doubt it. Will we even get to vote for our next president in 2024? And if we do, do our votes matter? No, they don't. Did anyone really have informed consent about the COVID vaccines? No, they didn't. The WHO assures the world that its rollout of the Moscurex RTSS vaccine currently underway in Malawi, Ghana, and Kenya is a pilot introduction and not a research activity. You see, a pilot introduction isn't subject to oversight and regulations. They are so good at making these legal distinctions. A BMJ study argues otherwise, but arguments fall by the wayside. It's a perfect example of how these corrupt pharmaceutical companies get around rules and regulations even when it's obvious they are doing so. And I quote from the BMJ study. If an activity is classified as research, then all sorts of rules and oversight mechanisms are activated. For example, the activity must receive the prospective ethical review. Unless certain conditions are met, human subjects must provide informed consent, said bioethicist Jonathan Kimmelman in the report. The fact that the activity has been registered in clinicaltrials.gov, and I have a link there to the actual clinical trials, amounts to an open declaration that this is research, he adds. First developed in 1987, Moscurex is the world's first licensed malaria vaccine. The European Medicines Agency reviewed its use in children between 6 weeks and 17 months, followed shortly by a WHO recommendation for large-scale pilot implementations in children 5 to 9 months of age, despite outstanding safety concerns brought in by previous clinical trials during which children who received the vaccine were 10 times more likely to contract meningitis or had an increased risk of cerebral malaria. Time and time again, the cure is worse than the problem, like the polio vaccine that we are now being told is re-emerging in New York, as New York reports first polio case in a decade. Despite news outlets like NPR announcing in 2019 that polio had been eradicated by vaccines, it has been discovered that the oral polio vaccine can now cause polio. The vaccine has mutated, I quote from the article. It starts circulating again, just like regular polio, but early on, it's just, it's still a vaccine. It's not dangerous, and then slowly, it starts to regain its strength. And they're finding, they can actually genetically see this, that scientists can actually trace it back directly to the vaccine. And now these vaccine-linked cases are actually causing more cases of paralysis each year than actual traditional, which scientists call wild polio. End of quote. Did you know that in unvaccinated people, 90% of polio cases are asymptomatic? 10% or so develop a mild viral illness with fever, malaise, etc. 1, in five, 1 to 5% may get an aseptic meningitis with headache, neck, stiffness, etc. 0.1% can develop paralysis, usually of one limb. The tragedy of the first polio vaccine isn't widely known, but it should be. In April 1955, more than 200,000 children in five Western and Midwestern USA states 
received a polio vaccine in which the process of inactivating the live virus proved to be defective. Within days, there were reports of paralysis, and within a month, the first mass vaccination program against polio had to be abandoned. Subsequent investigations revealed that the vaccine manufactured by the California-based family firm of Cutter Laboratories had caused 40,000 cases of polio, leaving 200 children with varying degrees of paralysis and killing 10. And they say it's impossible that batches of the COVID vaccine could have been contaminated Based on the history of vaccines, it's more likely that that any number of things went wrong with the COVID vaccine, which they will do anything to cover up until maybe 50 years from now. That's about the distance they'd like to put between the horrors they create and letting the public know about it. If they really cared about people's well-being, wouldn't they invest into figuring out how to boost people's natural immunity rather than destroying it? Why vaccinate billions of people against diseases that most people's natural immunity successfully fights against anyway? At every turn, we are destroying the natural world and our own bodies along with it. Even the Gates Foundation, which gave $168.7 million towards the malaria vaccine, admits that despite requiring four doses and being only 30% effective against severe malaria, not working very well in older children or adults, requiring a specific adjuvant that limits its supply, and losing most of its protection for young children over the first 18 months, As of April 2022, the RTSS vaccine had been given to 1 million children living in areas with moderate to high malaria transmission, with millions more doses to be provided as the vaccine's production expands. And yes, it is full steam ahead, with African News now reporting that 20 million doses are being administered in 2023. We all know the playbook by now. Experiment in Africa before bringing the drugs to the West. It's all being blamed on climate change, and the answer is more synthetically manufactured drugs. CNN tells us that as the world warms, these insects are thriving and bringing disease. Time says Europe faces growing risk of mosquito-borne diseases due to climate change. Does every insect have to be nice to humans in order for us to allow it to exist? Or are these insects just an excuse to make money and conduct experiments with little care about helping anyone? In 2019, Africa was home to 94% of malaria cases and deaths while funding for malaria control and elimination reached an estimated $12 billion per year. In my essay, Once Upon a Fomite, I relate how the World Health Organization opined the tragedy of malaria using words such as stalled, off course, increase of 5 million cases, pesticide resistant, worrying trend, reducing malaria cases and deaths will not be attained, and so on. Meanwhile, disease experts and the organizations they fund fly to exclusive resorts and private planes and hold conferences to discuss new theories and award each other with prizes for their noble efforts. Now that they have boldly experimented experimented on all of us with the COVID vaccine, even those of us who didn't take the vaccine were still part of the grand experiment. And no one stopped them, nor has anyone suffered consequences. We can see how funding to eradicate malaria or Zika or COVID or HIV or cancer or any of these illnesses is directed and controlled by a small group of elites that favors incomplete results. Nobel Prize malaria recipient Sir Ronald Ross, who was called the poet who conquered malaria warned against this as research of little value, enriching only certain organizations and chemical-based industries outside of Africa.
Perhaps the real researchers who cared could have conquered malaria if the megalomaniacs, starting with John Rockefeller, who created the business of Western medicine and carried on by, by disciples, by disciples such as Bill Gates, hadn't gotten in the way. It's virtually important, it's vitally important that we insist on the truth, no matter how uncomfortable it makes us feel. We should not be satisfied with watered-down half-truths simply because they fit with preconceived ideas and make us feel comfortable. It's tempting to want to feel comfortable in such unsettling times. It's hard work searching for the truth. It will become harder and harder to find it. If we do not hone these skills now, we will not suddenly have them later on. Proverbs 14.18 says, The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. Remember, information is a dime a dozen. Knowledge must be searched for. It doesn't come easily. And that's the end of this essay. Thank you for reading and listening. Please share, please do subscribe and comment. I'd love to hear your comments. God bless you all this 4th of July.